Welcome to the Shiro welcome, Show. Welcome to the Shiro Show. And, the Shiro uh, Show. There's no technical issues this episode whatsoever. Right. Uh, if you're on the podcast audio, you will never know that for sure. So uh, there you go. Suck it. So suck it. I apologize, uh, so, yeah, everyone. To the I, show. Yeah, welcome to the show. Um, it's par for the course. It's par for the course at this point. Uh, Pat uh, spent last weekend uh, at the Phoenix Fan Fusion, and he was saying it was kind of dead on the floor because it was a Friday, but of course it picks up on uh, on Saturday and Sunday. It picks up on Saturdays, yeah. Like, later when it's like, oh man, it looks dead, looks dead. It's like, well, it's Friday, like at 2 o'clock, everyone's still at work. Mm-hmm. I just started work late. Like, I started work early, and I just worked, like, the time when I got there. It was like, uh... Oh, no, it was at 4 o'clock. That's right. So people were probably just getting out of work. I start, started work early. I, it took me forever to find parking there. It was like... They were actually 80 bucks right near the the, the area mm. for parking. It's like, $80. are you kidding me? Wow. No. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh. yeah, I just went down the street, and I paid paid 30 and I was like, okay, I'll deal with that. Yeah. But, oh, my God. It's... Even Padres games, like I used to park in the convention center where Comic-Con is, you know? During Padres mm-hmm. games, you can park there. Used to be 10 bucks just a couple years ago, then it was 15 then it was 20 I think it's like 25 or $30 now to park for a Padres game. And I was just like, forget that, I just take the trolley in. Because the trolley is 5 yeah. bucks round trip, you know? So Yeah, I would do that. I, I used to take the light rail, but it like, uh, it like started getting pretty pricey for the light rail to the point where it's like, oh, well, I might as well... You know what I should do though is I should park where I worked at before and just Uber over from there. Yeah. Just Uber back to where I work at. I Uber do is expensive though, isn't it? I mean, like it was expensive. I mean, it's right down the street. It can't be more than like five bucks. Oh, okay. Wow. Or you could just walk then if it's down the street. You know, get some exercise. Uh, it's, it's still a couple <laughs> miles down the road. I don't want to do that. I mean, I just I was in Yosemite. Well, you know, last week, and I walked mm-hmm. multiple, multiple miles. I don't even know how many miles I walked. It was ridiculous. My steps were in the hundreds of thousands, <laughs> you know, so. Jeez. But yeah, it was good, though. It was good for me because I've been I've been gaining weight, and uh, I needed that kind of exercise. Kind of, there was one day that I walked, like, a couple miles just to get a cell signal so I could message you, mm-hmm. you know? And I had to, like, go to the Yosemite Village. It was a really nice little shaded path with a bunch of like these sequoias, you know, or like the California redwoods, you know, it was really nice. But uh, I was thinking, yeah, yeah I need like, to do this more often. I need to like work out more often. Yeah, like I said, it would be nice if I was in had that California weather, but when it's 100, 100 degrees in Phoenix. Well, in the that's city, true. That's true. It's like I'm going to be in like I have to walk the entire day at the convention. It's like, um, OK, good, good point. Good, good point. But I mean, there, uh, but. Yeah, I want to do Yosemite. That sounds really nice. When do you get good weather though in Arizona? Like, when would you say is like the best time of year for weather? Uh, usually, it's usually it's towards the end of uh, and towards the end of October we get it get a little bit colder. And That's right. Yeah, I guess I need like to visit you in October. April then. or May. Yeah. Hey, it, there's like an October idea. October to May. Yeah, there's an idea. Well, like, we go to PRGE in October, and then like I could come back and crash at your place or something. Um, I love Arizona, by that. the way. If I haven't mentioned it before, like I love Arizona. I've got a thing for Arizona. Is just I don't know, the 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 landscape, the everything about it. Because you you do have kind of like the Southwest kind of thing, but then in the North mm-hmm. you've got like the Sierra Nevada kind of thing, and it just it's a beautiful state. Sedona is like the be- most beautiful place I've ever seen in the entire world. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. 
it, it's really nice. Like, oh, were you saying like just like get on a go to Pure GE, then take a plane and go back to Arizona with me, or yeah, maybe like do that, like fly back to Arizona or something like that. Gotcha. I could get it. Is there such a thing where you can do rental cars and then like just drop them off where you go, like like U-Haul almost? Or do you have to drop like, them? Like, like take a whole, whole like drive it all the way to another state? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. Probably not. Yeah, you could you could do that. I mean, it's like U-Haul. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there you can take it like buy an orbits in California and take it to another orbits and they'd be able to okay. take it back. Yeah, or pretty just sure. or it just stays in their inventory in the new place and then they rent it out or something. I don't know. Um, uh, we should probably saying I've been there. David Zane's been. I've been to Arizona. Was it Tucson? There's a giant A on a mound. Uh, no, you're thinking. Uh, I think that's tu t uh, Tempe. They have, they have a giant A for the Arizona State University. It's like a yellow thing on the mountain. Uh, it's a whole thing. Like they paint it, and like they have like wars. Like because dur during football games, like the uh, U of A likes to come up and paint it red. Mm. And like it's dumb, but yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I saw that. And I thought no, it was it's fine. We have uh, 21 people in the live chat but it looks like only a few a handful of people commenting so you had night of course knight of dragon and he's here in in the voice chat uh dragons of saturn pudgy bunny shouts paul bort hey how's it going dave zaney uh anybody else who wants to comment drop a comment there uh like the stream right now while you're thinking you know like the stream share it out that would be a big help to us i know we say it every time but it, call it, us out on twitter it bears repeating i guess um did you pick anything up? Any show and tell? Any stuff you want to from the convention? Uh, the only thing I picked up was uh, more dollies. So I picked up the uh, nice. Possessed from Warhammer. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. And most of the other stuff I got was just like stuff for other people. So like I got um, just some stickers and stuff for like uh, like my family members that couldn't go because of work. Okay. So yeah, I was kind of bad, kind of kind of bummed. I couldn't find anything. The, the one thing I've always wanted for every year I went since 10 years is I want to find a number one of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Mm. I can never find that. I can never find a number one of that. How many Felicia's did you get? I don't know what that means. How many Felicia's? Oh, like Capcom Felicia? Are you talking about... Uh, yeah, from Night Stalkers. From Night Stalkers. Okay. Oh, How many Felicia's, Felicia's oh, that, did you the, get? The, the statues, yeah. Uh. Um, the only one I found was that $150 one, but I didn't want to buy that because I wanted to have money. Sure. So no, I didn't. I, I sadly didn't. Wasn't able to get the Felicia statue. But like, I would like to. F they had some cool like uh, Hunter Hunter ones, like Hisoka and like uh, Gone. So but, like they're like forty five bucks, and it's like I don't know. No, I'm laughing. Like, Pat Pat has no problem spending like four hundred dollars on a Steely Dan vinyl or something. But one hundred fifty for the Steely Dan vinyl. Uh, well, whatever. You, you've you've eat for a jazz record or something. You've easily dropped four hundred dollars on a on a vinyl before. And uh, and then when it comes to like something like a figure or something like that, you have your you have your limits. You know? <laughs> it's all it's all for like usefulness because like the yeah. thing with the statues that is just gonna sit on a shelf and sure. look pretty. I'm just and giving you a hard time. For, just yeah. giving you... Did you have any? Do you have any Sega hard girls? That you pruned out though. Do you have any Sega hard girl? I do. My friend got me a a Saturn one. It's right here on the oh, shelf. Okay, so you got the Saturn one. You have the Dreamcast yeah. one. No, I didn't get. He never got me another one for Christmas. So because I was just but wondering yeah, if got, they had those at the convention. If they had those at, at Fan Fusion. Where's it? Do you ever go. see that kind yeah, of I stuff? Got, I took nice. pictures of her. She's on my Insta, so she's sitting here on the the shelf over here next to my Power Stone standee. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. She's there. She's 
vibing on the shelf. I do want to get a Dreamcast one eventually, but yeah, that would be rad. I need to get one. I and I don't. I didn't get the, the best one anyway, because though. I have good taste. Be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> no. sad, you have Saturn good taste. Actually, I don't, I don't like the Pat, garbage Mega Pat, Drive. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like the Mega Drive because Pat sent me this right here. Yeah. So he was just like, "This is garbage. I'm getting I, rid of it." I was telling Dave, I was like, "I'm just about to throw this in the garbage." So, unless you want it, I'm just gonna talk. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. So, um, I filled this up with uh, 32x Sega CD, uh, complete Genesis collection, and I've been having a blast with that. So thanks. And I can also use this uh, with, I can also also use this with the X band modem. So that's great. Now I have access to all those games. Uh, although nice. I was informed by now who was it was it agnostic or Who's in the chat with us? I, I, and it, it might have been him or it might have been double dime who told me that I can't actually use the so, so One of the games won't work with this uh, And I forget which one it was but we yeah, one of the games will not work with this for, for whatever reason uh, with the with the X band, but anyway Maybe there maybe there are others that won't work with it either. But anyway got that So that was cool I got something else I want to show you. And it's heavy. <laughs> oh, sweet. You know, oh, you're yeah. send that to me, right? That's yes. getting sent to my house. Uh, uh, this P.O. box it to me. I uh, don't know. Do I don't know. Uh, send every copy. I'm just joking. I'm yeah, so don't do that. These, are, these are like in pristine condition. And a friend of mine actually found these at a library. Dang. They are. They were donated to a library, and he gave them to me for a pittance. Um, I won't say because I don't want to make people jealous or anything. But did you, did you, did he do it for five dollars in a sandwich? Five dollars in a sandwich. That um, sounds about right. It was next to nothing. But anyway, so yeah. And so now I have a the beginnings of say a say the price. Say the price. Say the price. No, 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 no. Care. It's cool. No, uh, I have the beginnings of a of a uh, Dreamcast magazine collection issues one through ten. So that's nice. I don't have the demo discs, but I will probably try to pick those track up. Them the down. generator discs. Yeah, track those uh, I down. I do have a really nice. I actually do have a really nice copy of Dreamcast number one with the demo disc. So I, I want to get that's, you, that's you one got this one right here. You got this one. Yeah, give me a second. Okay, so interesting fact interesting fact is that uh, Well, I'll wait until Pat comes back you keep talking. Oh, you can can you hear me? Yeah, so so the interesting fact is there's actually an issue Zero that came out in June. So this came out what like this came out September 1999, right? Uh, there's a there's a June issue 99 that was issue zero and it has uh, Sonic on the cover and that magazine goes for like 200 bucks on eBay Sometimes even more than that. It's ridiculous. That's single issue because I guess it's like super rare Another so thing I have, noticed uh, have mine right here. Nice. Oh good. You've got it bagged and boarded too. I I, yeah, I Haven't got these the, uh... What kind of bag and board do you need for these because these seem kind of big? I just I, this they just gave me this giant one. I think it's for like oversized uh, oversized like uh, Oversi comics, but yeah, I have that. Ah. In this actually is my favorite demo disc of all time. I've played this so many times, like in a different form. I've torn this disc apart. There I've is... played this so many times. The first generator disc, yeah, so good. There is something so in good. here, so good. There's an there's an actually, article in here that I wanted to share, if I can find it, and yeah. it's about the Dreamcast. 
My only uh, issue is that mine's a little bit wavy on the top. I don't know if you could see it. There's like a wave to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. More... I'd like to get a better issue eventually, but like I do want to one... get issues one through a hundred. Oh, this one looks like it is kind of getting a little wavy. Um, yeah, I, I, keep, I keep my Dreamcast magazines next to my favorite magazines. Uh, you know, just ah. gotta stay humble, guys. You just gotta stay humble. <laughs> That's like completely keyed out. That's funny. Okay, so you, you, you guys know what it is. You guys know what magazine. Where's this I page? Out. So, staying humble, guys. Staying humble. If folks are familiar with the the original Dreamcast, the original Dreamcast prototypes, there's a couple of them that look kind of. There's like one that looks all HR Giger, and then there's another one that's black, and it kind of has the same kind of ha is like a mix of the Saturn styling, and the and then like what the Dreamcast eventually became. And in this issue, uh, this first issue of Dreamcast Magazine, it refers it, it refers to it... Oh, here we go. Dreamcast 101. It's an article in the back. It refers to it as the Vortex. I'll, I'll show you here. So check it out. Right there. It's that, you know, there's the first one. It kind of looks like a, some kind of alien probe. And then there's, of course, like the final... The final probe, or the final probe, the final... The uh, final probe that's in prototype. your animals. The final prototype looks closest to what we would get with the Dreamcast, but the middle one is kind of like reminiscent of a Saturn. And it actually has a logo on top and it says Sega Vortex. And that's like before that's before they named it the Dreamcast. They were going to call it the Sega Vortex. What's really funny about that is I go online and I'm looking for pictures or references to the Sega Vortex and I can't find anything. Um, and Every picture of this unit does not have any writing on it at all. It's just flat black on top, like painted black. And this says, in it, attempt number two mimicked the design sensibilities of the Sega Saturn with the obvious addition of two more gamepad ports. This design also displays one of the earliest prototype names for the system, Vortex. Just one of the several working monikers given to the Dreamcast. Anyway, that, that, that's the only time that I've ever heard, uh, uh, I've heard, you know, Black Belt, Katana, um, you name so how it. many magazines are in total with like what are the number of uh, copies we need to get for that? Uh, oh, for Dreamcast magazine? Yeah, uh, is, is, I don't is know. It, is it like twenty or something? Is it like twelve? Is well, it twenty? Well, yeah, I only got ten, and that goes. Do you have uh, the the Do you have the DOA one with what's your name on there that says "Alive and Kicking" yes. to DOA two? Yes. And I got so this is number. Ooh, I like that one. There's number ten. And that's Holiday 2000. Issue 10, Holiday 2000. Good year. Well, we know year. that the Dreamcast went well into, what, like 2001, 2000? Yeah. 2000, Go through and show what covers they have. Okay. I want to see the covers that you have. I want to buy them all. Face Off. All right, got that one. Face Off. Favorite uh, movie with um, uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, Dreamcast, ooh la la, great ooh -la -la. game. My favorite Michael Jackson related media. <laughs> All right, Power Stone. Wow, I actually like that cover a lot. The art on there is I beautiful. I know, isn't that great? I want that one. I'm fucking this, peanut butter. You know, ooh, peanut butter and jelly. I didn't curse, guys. This is uh, this is a very U.S. flavored mag, though. The the Brits they actually did have their own Dreamcast magazine, and it does. I like how the eyes key out. Yeah, the eyes key out. It does deviate a bit. You know, hey, look, I can get it to kind of shine and key. It looks like a holograph. Is it is it a holographic color? It is, it is not. It's just it's just keying. It's just the keying that does strangely. that. Strangely, the wonderful thing about these issues is they do actually have 
the original uh, registration, you know, like, hey, sign up a friend or whatever, and a business reply mail sheet in them. I don't, I don't know if you guys can hear the, the trash guy in the background, but I heard here. him a little bit. Uh, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk 2. Tony Hawk 2. Dude, actually, I might not have pulled uh, every issue uh, out of the thing right before I ran into the garage. Uh, there's Shenmue 2. Half-Life. Or, sorry, not Shenmue 2. Shenmue. Shenmue. Half-Life, yeah. Shenmue. Ill Bleed over here. Uh, you know what? Where is that Alive and Kicking one? I don't see it. Uh, okay, here, this one right here has like a shiny. Fuck that one. This one has like a shiny silver cult cover that's kind of cool yeah yeah there's, oh wow are I there stickers more oh my god mags. check it out check it out look at this there's a little tiny sheet special offer look at that there's a little tiny sheet of stickers oh that's cool little stickers little stickers put, pull it off and put it on your microphone Hell actually no. don't do that Hell that's no. dumb i'm not gonna touch it stick it right anyway. on the microphone anyway that's that's fun that's fun um I didn't, I, I wasn't even going to try to collect Dreamcast magazines just because it's just one more thing. And he asked me, my friend was like, how do you, how do you feel about Nintendo Power? Are you interested? Uh, do you want me to keep an eye out for you? And I was like, sure, but that's a huge, like, that's a huge undertaking. Yeah, it's like one thing to collect, you know, Sega Saturn magazine. There's like a very finite amount. But Nintendo Power, I mean, come on, like, not only is it super expensive, but there's just so many, you know? Oh man, yeah. So I don't know. I was like, if you can find like a whole year, like twelve issues from a certain year, like ninety five or something, I'd be interested. But I have a ton of issues that goes from like ninety eight to like two thousand and five or something of Nintendo Power. Yeah, I have I have oh, a huge rad. backlog of that. I have a whole collection of that, and I still I still collect a little bit of it. I was an OG subscriber back in the day. I always get yeah, that. Same. I was a uh, mom. Yeah. I was a subscriber back around like the Star Fox days, you know, Legend of Gaia, uh, the St Street Fighter 2 Turbo, uh, yeah, all, all those all those covers, but then kind of dropped off of it after like Donkey Kong. Well, when I, when I did you get that tape? Oh wait, no, sorry, different time. But uh, there was a there was a uh, they never sent me any tape. There was like a Treehouse VHS for Donkey Kong. It was like behind the scenes. Yeah, very campy, very silly. But that was like one of the last ones that I got before I canceled I thought, my subscription. I thought, had, I thought you had a video tape from Nintendo Power. At, I think uh, it was like a Mario one, but I think it. I think it might have been the wrong one. It said Super Hornio Brothers on there. I don't know if that was the <laughs> right one they sent me or not. So I don't need to double check that. Maybe they sent me the wrong one. But yeah, no, I actually never got any videotapes uh, from Nintendo Power. Sadly, they hmm. the only thing I got the one thing I did get that I that I still have to the state is the uh, for Super Smash Brothers Melee. They had a they had a, a smash. It's like smashing live. It's like a orchestral uh, like uh, interpretations of the uh, I think it was a live recording of the Melee soundtrack, and they have really great tunes on there. Mm. Uh, you probably find it online relatively easily, but it's it's a great soundtrack. It's uh, I used to like go on planes and bring my CD player and just play it on repeat over and over again. Mm -hmm. They have some really good covers on there, uh, and some really not good covers, but most of them are really good. The only one I didn't like was uh, they did an older Nintendo medley, and uh, a lot of them were pretty bad. I was surprised Mock Rider sounded really good uh, orchestrated though. Yeah, Even though it kind of wasn't that great, but a great game. But yeah, um, what, what was the point I was making? Yeah, I guess the the issues that is that I'd love to get the 
the rest of the Dreamcast magazine. That's I had a bunch of them back in the day, but I lost them. But I really want Dreamcast magazines. If you have a so, lead, if you have a lead on those oversized bags that and boards, if you can yeah. send me a link, I would appreciate it because I need those for the Saturn magazine, the UK Saturn magazine as well. As well yeah. as the Sega magazine. They're all oversized. They're all like A3 uh, because of the British size. And then this, these Dreamcast magazines are definitely bigger than the standard like next generation, you know, uh, which is just essentially eight and a half by 11. So um, yeah, I'm going to yeah. need something Honestly, like that. I would just try looking on Amazon for like the oversized, the uh, oversized. Okay. Yeah, comic I just didn't know what to look ones. for. Yeah, okay. Over, just oversized. That. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Because the, the store sold, sold it that way, so that's why. I'll use yeah, Shiro funds. A... For, no, I'm just kidding. I won't use Shiro funds. Oh, no, I'm using the, I'm using the Shiro funds to buy a, a buy Saturn magazine, or Dreamcast magazines. Right, right. Also, sure, I'm looking at sure. comic, I'm looking on Inner Archive. It looks like there's 13 issues that they really? list on there. I don't, the, the thing is, I, oh, yeah, oh, no, there's only 13 issues. Yeah, all 13 issues of the official strategy of Dreamcast magazine. Ah, okay, States. so I only need to pick up, like, three more. I'll yeah, get on that. That's not bad. You get on it while zero. it's while there's still. Oh yeah, issue zero. I'm, there's no chance unless I unless I find somebody who doesn't know what they have. You know, uh, because that thing is How ridiculous. Much is issue zero looking for on eBay? Two hundred bucks. I was, that's what I was saying. It's like two hundred dollars. God damn, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Sixty-six bucks for the first issue. What the? Fun yeah, for rule? the first issue, for the one that you just showed. That one, even that I one. I paid twenty bucks for mine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's reasonable. And I thought that was a ripoff. Oh, well, yeah. Well, the way that ma gaming magazines are going today, if you can get them for ten bucks an issue, that's a steal. If you can, get, or that's a, that's a good deal. Take it. Uh, if you can get them for like twenty bucks an issue, uh, shipped, that I would take that too. If it, depending on how valuable the issue just is, slice but off my arm. These please. days, it's just the only thing that. So, like Game Informer, Game Informer, I can't imagine those being very expensive because they've they've just been going ever since the old days and the quality is so cheap now like game informer they print on the thinnest crappiest paper and all their are all the articles are just like phoned in i'm sorry but i like have no respect for game and and back in the game 90s is absolute fucking trash but, but in the 90s that's not oh, oops, the, there's my second okay well in the 90s like mid 90s game informer was legit uh, I, I think it, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't going to make any of my like top five lists or anything like that, but it was, it was okay. And then it just kind of really went off the deep end, but they're the only ones making print, yeah. like modern print magazines anymore, like about games. Yeah, I it's, think. it's, it's like, um, it, it's like owned by GameStop now and it's like yeah. absolute garbage. It's exactly what you it. expect. It's exactly what you expect. Don't it's read just, that garbage. It's a rag. It's like a rag, life. basically. Uh, you could wipe your... You wipe stuff with it. But anyway, I did get one other thing. Uh, and I copies. asked Pat if he wanted it. And he said, no, it's okay. You you can... And you made a mistake, bro, because it actually... Uh, no offense to Humble Bazooka, but I definitely had my expectations tempered about this. I was just like, mm -hmm. oh, how good could this possibly be, right? How good could yeah. just another USB dongle be? I don't actually know the answer to that question, but I wasn't expecting it to be great. Um, so far, I'm so far I'm very impressed. Um, I'm impressed with everything. I'm impressed with like the build quality of this thing. The build quality, he went all plastic rather than using a metal. Uh, so ra rather than using like a metal connector, he went with a plastic one. That's kind of like um, 
it's two pieces. It, like there's actually three pieces here: the bottom, the top cover, I and then for one piece, and then this. But all together, it's so solid. The way it snaps together, it's so rock solid. It's very, th it's very thick, if I can use that word. And then, uh, and then it's got like, I don't know. It's just the construction here is really smart. There's no screws. Uh, it just uses these like tabs, um, but it all locks together really solid. It, you stick it in the Saturn, it's very snug, but not so much that it's like a death grip and you can't pull it out. It's just not going to go anywhere. Even if you kind of happen to bump it or something, it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you, it, it, as soon as you boot on your Saturn, it comes up in discovery mode. And so if you've got a controller like this, it, they just pair. It's like magic. Nothing. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. It's the same anything. thing as the, uh, the, 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 as the, retro, the retro Rosetta, right? Yeah. The only thing with the retro Rosetta disclaimer or whatever is that um the whole point of that was the multiplayer the you know, multi multiple controllers right mm -hmm. so the fact that he sent us one with just essentially one controller cord means that it's just a large dongle right it's just a large yeah receiver um if i had if I, if we had received one that had two then i could have tested out the multiplayer functionality and um his whole argument was like using one radio for multiple controllers, right? So there's less power draw yeah. and there's no interference from one radio to another, right? That, so that was the whole point. So anyway, I'm not, not bad-mouthing Retro Rosetta in any way, not saying it wasn't great. I think it's great. I, I like it a lot. The, the thing is that, is that yeah. uh, the reason I passed it, I was like, well, I guess I could, but I mean, it's just, it's just no offense to, to anybody that's working on them, but it's like the same device that just use the blue the Bluetooth thing, like the, the, the features weren't like different. So I was like, okay, right. just, you can. So the retro Rosetta is essentially, like... I would say that, uh, and I don't know where, if I have it like sitting around here somewhere, but maybe I do. Uh, no, maybe I don't. Anyway. So yeah. retro, retro Rosetta is essentially the same thing as this. This is just miniaturized where, whereas retro Rosetta, you get the box and then you could cut up your own cables and, and, uh, you know, make your the, own, yeah. ma put them onto the header, you know, and create an octopus with like four, uh, four cables. Right. And essentially you could put it up somewhere high, like a radio and have mm -hmm. like a very good line of sight. Uh, you know, un you, you could just avoid any kind of interference. Right. So that's great. But again, in the form that we received it, I wasn't really able to test any of that functionality. So really just as it is, it's basically like this, except this, I could put in my pocket and take to a convention or something. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. No, so makes sense. now that now this with hall sensors, I don't know if there's anything to that, but uh, and again, I need to test it. Um, so let me ask you this: Did you test the retro Rosetta with like a blue uh, with like a retro bit pad? Did that work? No. I, uh, what do you mean a retro bit pad? Were you able to you use mean like the Bluetooth one? Like the Bluetooth retro bit pads? Were you able to get those to connect to Blue Retro? I didn't try. You didn't try. Okay, I need to try that and see if that'll work. Unless yeah, I didn't think yeah. of that. I because I, I already had the adapter for the the two point four gigahertz one. Yeah. So I just did that, but I, I do. Oh, okay. I do yeah, want to yeah. try the the things I I couldn't figure out the web browser thing. How does that work? Oh, it's super easy. So it's super easy. I, uh, you, you're gonna go to, um, you, you go to the Blue Retro Project. I will put mm -hmm. a I'll put a link up somewhere. I I can't do it right now, but I will. Um. You go to the Blue Retro Project, and there's a link for the web UI. You click on that, and it actually says connect to radio. And you hit the connect button, and it searches, finds your thing immediately, 
and it uh, and it connects to it, and then all you have to do is just change gamepad to gamepad alt, and then you're yeah, in. Yeah, but you need a Bluetooth device for that, right? Well, my PC is Bluetooth. Oh, mine the... does. I need to get a, I need to get a dongle for that. Your PC doesn't have Bluetooth? Uh, no. Okay, so you could use your phone. You could use like your mobile phone, right? That has Bluetooth. You can? Yeah, sure. Any mobile, I any, think any about mobile that. browser, yeah. Any mobile, so you could just g- yeah. go to the site on your phone and do it that oh, way. Oh, pretty dumb. Yeah. I no, should have done not. that. <laughs> well, anyway, it's easy to do. It's just, it is a pain in the butt. Like Knight said, it, it's not preferable, but I don't think that it's the ultimate end all. Uh, I, I, don't think that it, I don't think that it's what they plan do on. Do you want to put that article up, by the way, or... Is it not Where live? We talk about that. Oh yeah, 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 uh, no, yeah. You, yeah. You didn't put oh the yeah. Since we're in. since we're talking about this, we should, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh so. yeah. By the way, the last update is I finished my tattoo up, so the tattoo is all shaded now. So I'll put that. Oh, nice. Okay. Get closer. Can you get any closer to the camera? Because it's like washing it out with the lights. Okay, that that looks cool. So I'll get that. Very nice. Get that done. Detective Conan. Uh, no, yep, that, that's like great. It. Yeah, I didn't, I never knew, I knew you liked Detective Conan, but I didn't know you liked it tattoo uh, t- I mean, enough I, to get I, a tattoo. It's, it's one of the, it was the first anime that really got me back in the got you anime in. where it's like, oh yeah, anime is more than just, you know, uh, like, like, you know, the sexual innuendo shows, like the, sure. just the, you know, the yeah stuff like that. It was more like, a, oh, it could be more than that. So yeah. Next is you're going to get like a big, uh, AE86 on your back. <laughs> I was thinking about an R34. Oh, R34, nice, one. yeah. Actually, I, w- I was talking about doing like a whole like a uh, manga arm, so just have all of my favorite m- manga going down my arm, like an Egyptian sort of thing. So I get like a uh, my next one I want to get is like an Evangelion one. That'd be kind of cool. Well, do you want to skip ahead to Dan uh, Dan's article on Blue Retro? Or... It's right there. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, we'll the, skip ahead. I mean, we'll talk about it right show, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the other one is just the the Phoenix Comic Con. We already talked about that one. So. Yeah, but did you talk about Vakenroder and the Botsugan thing? Yeah, we did it thing? last weekend. Last we weekend, the, we did oh, the show. Yeah, oh, you did it on the show. Okay, um, okay. So Dan is with us in the voice chat, Dan and I would man. like to give I'd like Dan to give him man. the opportunity to say whatever he'd like to say about this first before I keep talking, which I do a lot of. Uh, uh, well, I don't, I don't know what you want me to to say. I mean, you you kind of went over a lot about of your article. Well, a lot, okay. lot of things aren't even in the article about uh, you know, the build quality and that sort of thing and your experience with it. Um, we did edit uh, at the end of the story here. Um, your couple of YouTube videos you uploaded today of yourself trying out the adapter, yeah. uh, playing knights and uh, crack. Sounds pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so yeah, just uh, just kind of um, generally go over it. Uh, this is an adapter that is coming to market, um, expected by late July, that will allow modern Bluetooth controllers to be used with original Saturn hardware. Um, its uh, hardware design uh, has just been finalized. The shell, really, the, uh, yeah. the kind of design of the shell, was just finalized uh, last Friday on June 2nd, a humble bazooka has been working on this thing. And he uh, tweeted out that he, um, you know, finalized the design. And he is hoping to have it in stores by the end of July. And those stores will be uh, Stone Age Gamer, um, which uh, will be for like North Americans looking to buy it because uh, they are based in the uh, grand old state of Ohio. Uh, and it will cost $39.99. 
And then if you're in Europe, you'll be able to, you can, I think you can order from Stone Age Gamer as well, but you're going to be paying overseas shipping. So right. it's cheaper to order it from the UK based 8 bit mods website. And they're going to sell the Saturn BT for uh, just under 40 pounds or 40 euro, whatever currency you use. Um, and uh, right now you can go to either of those websites to their uh, Saturn BT pages and um, ask to be notified. You can kind of sign up mm-hmm. um, whenever they actually start getting them in stock probably next month. Uh, you can uh, can order one. Um, or so two or three or five or, or, or all of them. Yes. Um, Put the 12 in your house. Don't, don't scalp them, please. Uh, but yeah, so the way it works. I didn't say scalp them. I said get twelve and put put them all in your was it two, four, six, eight, six different Saturns. Uh, some people have that many, so they could exactly a- ask ask a Sega Steve or K. And uh, I'm and a por- sure that that's a low number. A portion of each sale is uh, donated to Jacques, uh, Jake's Jacks Jacques Jacques. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darth Jacques. Cloud. Darth Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> It's and donated Darth- directly to my wallet, so... Yeah, Dar- Darth you. is the developer of the Blue Retro platform that makes this all possible. Blue Retro, I, if I'm understanding it correctly, Blue Retro is both, like, a, a, a code base and also, like, schematics for the circuit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, uh, like, Humble Bazooka didn't develop any of that part of it. Um, Blue Retro is, you know, a platform that allows Bluetooth... Uh, devices to connect to all kinds of different retro consoles. It's open um, source, though. That's open yeah, it's source. Open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool, though, that uh, the Humble Bazooka is going to donate a portion of his sales of this thing to uh, Darth Cloud because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, essentially all thanks to him. So that is cool. Um, so I was just going to say real quick that the way it, it works is it's essentially just gets uh, inserted into your uh, Saturn controller port. Um, and then it, you said when it first gets put in there, it's in discovery mode. So it'll just like connect to any Bluetooth controller that is also looking to, uh, pair right. with something, um, like a PlayStation controller, an Xbox controller, cause it does work with, uh, X input, um, and, uh, also switch joy cons or the eight bit dough Bluetooth controller. Um, probably a bunch of others too. Uh, yeah. like it was the were using dave you're testing out the hall sensors i was i was using the wireless zen pro this is the gully kit controller um they're the ones they're the only ones currently selling controllers with wireless hall sensors uh and they they also offer uh replacement uh joy con sticks for for your joy cons that are smaller but still using hall sensors um is the controller actually good to use is like this control this controller is Freaking fantastic. Knight has it as well. I love the way that it feels in the hand. It's heavy. Uh, it's very precise. I always own at Mario Kart <laughs> with this thing. And uh, what else can I say about it? It, it was like 50 bucks you at Target. You tell me the price. Okay, 49 at Target. Oh, uh, sweet. I'll, think, yeah. I'll ask my sister to give that, me some discounts on that. Some people will know it as the King Kong 2 if you bought it from Gully Kit's website. But they brand it. They lowered it. $10 by skipping out on like the plastic case that it comes in. So like if you buy mm. it from Gully Kit's website, you get kind of like a plastic case uh, to put it in. But uh if you don't want to do that, you can go to Target and pick it up as the wireless Zen Pro 
for 10 bucks cheaper and um target has some kind of exclusive deal to sell it that's not so, too bad that's not yeah. too bad so i it was that or buy i was really thinking hard about getting another switch pro like nintendo branded switch pro controller mm-hmm. but i was just like you know i'm gonna give this a shot because i i refund it i got a refund for that nixie pad which um Actually, I think you know what the Nixie one uh, for uh, what was it the Nick the Nixie pad for the uh, GameCube kind of style. You remember that Pat? It was like the Nixie, Nixie pad. The yeah, it was like Joy Cons basically that you would put on the side of your Switch, and it was purple and it kind of looked like a it kind of um like, oh, the it was game called the ones, it was called yeah. the nixie wizard and and why xi the gamecube ones and, it, and when it can't yeah garbage. when pictures came out it was so those use hall sensors as well so i stand corrected those use hall sensors which was part of the reason i wanted to do it i wanted to I, it was like interchangeable sticks so and they were hall, hall sensors does not a good controller make sometimes no you're right it does just because it has hall sensors doesn't make immediately make it a good controller but this is good like you could literally you could literally use this as a weapon and it would still work as a controller, I think. I think. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, recommend one way to find out. I'm not trying to shill for gully kit, but I am saying that like I love this controller and I've had it for months now. So anyway. for gully kit. I want to know though, uh Knight, uh, uh, what do you think of the controller? Got to, got to know. I'm not as enthused about it as you are. You're not as enthused. What don't no, you like? The, the analog button itself is fine, or the sticks themselves are fine. Yeah. But the button build is terrible on the uh, the Gully, the King Kong 2 specifically. I don't have the Zen one. Okay. Can you, what is the it about it? Sticky. Sticky. They'll squeak. Really? And the triggers are mushy. Okay. Now, so... there are like fixes for this online, but if you just buy straight up and don't know what you're doing, you're not going to have a good time. That's interesting. Mine, the say, so like those triggers feel pretty clicky. These ones are analog, so they're like springy. And then the D pad is not the best D pad in the world, but then again, nothing, no D pad even comes close to the Saturn's D pad, if I, if you're. To be honest, and oh, then, nice getting called out on live stream. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just uh-oh, wondering if there's a difference. I, 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 Pat, stop giving me a hard time. I, I appreciate Knight's no. opinion, okay? Because I know that he, I know that you know he, he's going to be critical of something if it, if it falls short of. But, but this doesn't feel. The thing is, this doesn't feel any different to me than like a wireless 360 Xbox Maybe. 360 controller. What? Uh, distant. What? And so maybe the build quality is just inconsistent. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. For worse buttons. Um, How long have you been using it for? I've been using this for about four to five months. Okay, I was going to say, maybe it's like a thing where it's like the more you play it, the more like bad it gets sort of thing. Like the, even the, you can click the sticks in. Um, that feels good. I, no I don't idea. know. Maybe I'm just not. Maybe I like. I have a wireless 360 pad that I love to use for emulation and stuff like that. This feels every bit as good as that, and this feels mm. better to me than my Switch Pro controller. I really don't like the Nintendo Switch Pro controller because I think that it's just the D-pad is too big. I, there's certain things about it that I don't I like. Actually do really, I actually do really like the Switch Pro controller, but I have like a special one. I have like the Splatoon one that has mm-hmm. like the two colored uh handle things mm-hmm. which i like because i'm a big splatoon fan well that's I cool i mean and the, the volume sensors work fine 
until they start drifting that's all and then you can go into the switch and yeah. you can kind of recalibrate you can get you can get away with that for a little while and i don't know but but mileage may vary you know so again i haven't owned this long enough to really like do significant damage to it but i have let both my son and his friends use this uh and and my son prefers to use this over any other controllers that we have so um they've they've beat it up a little bit and still works great so anyway with the saturn my experience was good that's all i'm saying is you know it, it was pretty good night is correct though i do need to do like a side-by-side -side video where I'm switching back and forth between the 3D control pad, like the legit 3D control pad, and this, and see exactly what the what the difference is. Because really, there's just nothing like the the Sega's 3D control pad. And part of that is because yeah. it does have its own little has its own little integrated circuit in there. You know that that uh, has that I don't know what is that in algorithm for interpreting input algorithm interpretation. <laughs> Anything else we wanted to say know. about this article? Uh, uh, I just want to say that, you know, you know, sometimes it's it's okay. There's no really right or wrong, but all I'm saying is that whoever's wrong on this instance is going to have a live finger breaking. Uh, we're going to film it, and they're going to admit they're wrong, and then we break their fingers live on air. Oh, Dan put uh, so Well, I was actually talking to Dan, not you, <laughs> Matt. I wanted to know if Dan had anything else to say. He's excited for the but finger he breaking. He did include the link, blueretro.io, right here in the thing, and there's the web config. So easy. You just go... Yeah. Advance and then connect. You hit connect. That's awesome. And then it, it says, you know, not able. Well, right now I'm not. I don't have my Saturn turned on, but it does work very easily. Yeah, I should probably get that sorted. But yeah, Dan, I think Dan wanted to request to be able to be the finger breaker with the the hammer. Is that correct, Dan? I, I, that is not correct. Those are unsubstantiated rumors. I don't know, man. Last time I checked, you were going to Home Depot, so. I'm not saying that you're going to be the finger breaker, but all I'm saying is that Dan's going to Home Depot looking for some uh, looking for some new hammers. Is all I'm saying. Okay, so anyway, back to the Saturn BT. <laughs> so one of the uh, I guess one of the things that um kind of distinguishes this uh, and that Humble Bazooka seemed kind of proud of um, is that it is using injection molding for the case. Yes. Uh, he had originally, when he announced the name Saturn BT about a month ago, tweeted out like prototype pictures where he was just kind of using um, a, a different, like a 3D printing type of method yeah. uh, to, to to make this thing. And then he decided um, to uh, go whole hog with it and actually work with a company to do injection molding, which uh, he told uh, us on uh, our own Discord server. He, he um, answered a few of my questions on there last week. Uh, he said that um, you can see there's a quality jump going to the injection molds, um, and it's, it was a lot of work for him to uh, with a lot back and forth with the injection mold company. Um, cause he's never done it before. So he was kind of learning all about these guidelines and rules they have for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is now he has done, uh, a little like, uh, adapter, um, you know, molds, little cases for quite a few, uh, retro consoles. Um, trying to look for where I've got the paragraph for that in, our, in the story. Oh, here we go. Uh, like Atari Jaguar, TurboGrafx-16, PC Engine, Neo Geo, and 3DO. He's made dongles for all of those, Bluetooth dongles. Um, and he sells them all at Stone Age Gamer and 8-Bit Mods. Um, and he decided to do the Saturn one in injection mold this time. Um, and I asked him, so why did you 
want to go with injection mold, even though it costs more, it was more effort. Um, and he said he thinks it's going to be worth it because there's a larger demand for Saturn Bluetooth adapters than for those other retro consoles. Um, so I put in the story, it's up to Saturn fans to prove him right when it goes on sale next month. He, Fun fact. he said, yeah, he said it's an experiment well, the... to give this viable solution. So here's here's another fun fact. It's my understanding that he's also working with gaming and Jinkos uh, yeah. to help develop that uh, that uh, transmitter or the 3D control yeah. pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I've yeah. got that in the story too. Um, he's working with gaming and Jinkos on a Bluetooth adapter that connects to the original Saturn 3D uh, analog gamepad. Yeah. Um, to, uh, we and, and that'll use it, let it um, you know communicate wirelessly to your Saturn, you use your original controller. And the fact um, that he's using, well, the fact that he has access to the injection molding is fantastic because he'll be able to, like, the, the texture of this is very similar to the texture of the 3D control mm -hmm. pad. He'll be able yeah. to get it to look very, like, legit, and it'll it'll just feel great. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Yeah, we have that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like there is a plan to there is a plan eventually to create like a button combination that will toggle on and off the the analog function so you don't have That'd to be do it cool yeah it's totally possible it's literally just one of those things where it's easier right now they're doing all the configuration through the web ui so just having that is like the base standard for it but being able to pr program like a button combo is totally within the realm of possibility it's just one of those things that He's still, you know, now he's ironed out the hardware and stuff like that. He's going to make improvements and firmware updates, stuff like that, you know? So I think, I think yeah. David Zaney asked, how does it stack up to the Brook adapter, Dave? Don't have a Brook adapter. And so Neither I could not, do. I can't tell you. Although I've, I've only heard good things about the Brook adapter. Um, what I can tell you, and I'll go on the record and say this right now. It is better than the RetroBit uh, analog that we tried wow. out at PRGE. Wow. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. First first of all, that's not a fair comparison, though. If you think first about of all, it. It, it's not a fair comparison because it's like it's like Those... yeah, technically, my, technically that's better because I can put my PS4 controller connected to it, and obviously right. the PS4 runs circles around the retro bit well, controller. But... here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing. So the degree of travel. Sorry, I can't get my hand in front of this. The degree of travel of this stick is going to be very close to the degree of travel that you get with this, okay, with the 3D analog. It's a, it's a similar degree of travel, which means that when you're doing paraloops and stuff like that, it's almost a one-to-one -one feeling from what you're used to, you know, minus the fact that these are a little rickety, you know. But, I mean, it. so where you're, you're using those tiny little Alps sticks on the Joy-Cons, um, it's a tiny little movement equals a huge result on the screen. You know what I mean? And that took me like 10 minutes to get used to when we were testing those things. And then once I got used to it, it, it was kind of negligible and I was having fun with it. So, so here's the thing. I don't know if that was the difference maker. I don't know if it was just the fact that, um, I wasn't used to the, how small the sticks were versus like how much output you get from them on screen or if it was really the fact that like using using blue retro versus whatever proprietary thing uh retro bit is using i don't know um but i will say it was better it is better like i'm i'm aware i'm 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 just slightly aware that there's some kind of latency 
but honestly, it's like hardly even there. I was actually able to play knights. Uh, I wasn't really like next next I need to go and I need to try to like reduplicate some of my high scores and see if it's possible with this but uh so far see if it's, you're still a bad ass dude doing so, that. so far it's very promising it's very promising and I also need to play like a twitchy shooter where uh, like uh, like uh I don't know Batsugan or whatever I need to play something that's like a really twitchy play shooter shmuppy, 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 shmuppa. so I can see exactly like what the or galactic attack or something so I can just tell what the actual latency is but digital is what I tried out first and there didn't seem to be any issues with that uh it's no worse than the retro bit uh 2.4 gigahertz pads that we've been how's how's about that I mean 2.4 gigahertz you expect it to be really good uh, because it, it's usually had the upper hand over Bluetooth, um, but it certainly is no not perceivably worse than that. And if anything, it might be better. So really, that I I just want to say to Retrobit that uh like I I you know am happy that with Re- I've been happy with the Retrobit products just because they're one of the few uh, companies that has really put any kind of time or care into giving us Saturn stuff and decent but, ass controllers is that. but now that the fans are doing what the fans do which they're coming in and kind of feeling filling a need um it's like they got to step it up I, I understand that they have to do certain things they have to jump through cer- certain hoops in order to re- retain the license uh the sega license and that that's very important to them but now that sega won't even allow them to print the Sega logo on their controllers either way, you know, whether they retain the license or not, it's like they're looking to, they're looking to retain the, what is it? The Sega Saturn logo on their controllers. And I think that fans don't really care about that as much as they think we do. Like we would much rather, we would much rather pay for a solid product. That's going to work great uh, for the Saturn than get something that has like the Saturn logo on it because think about how much more they had how much more of the budget they had to pay for that license you know uh versus just you know making a really rock solid product like 8-bit dough for example you know 8-bit dough they make really good products and now their name has become a solid name that people respect just as much as you know uh, you know as far as like retro stuff goes you know their the name is strong so, you know, here's this mentality that, oh, we got to have Sega on there because that'll give us a strong name, you know, that license. But, I mean, if the product is poor, it doesn't matter if you have that name or not. You know, instead, just make good products and your name will become synonymous with quality is all I'm saying. You know, I I, um, I realize that that's a little critical, but I have to be, you know, at the end of the day. You are critical, Dave. You are. I expect them. I expect them to think long and hard about pushing the fact. Deep down flights of stairs. Okay, Just so joking. so like the the Alp sticks that they're buying, right? Uh, they're cheap, right? They're dirt cheap, and they're volume sensors, and it's essentially exactly what you get with it with the Wii with the Joy Cons, right? But now that Gully Kit has made the replacements available for um, really reasonable cost to consume end consumers, and they're a company they might be able to work out some kind of a bulk buy from Gully Kit. I I can't imagine slash. I, there's just no good excuse for them to put out the. There's just no good excuse for them to put out those, uh, those Bluetooth or sorry, the, yeah, the Bluetooth analog controllers with volume sensors at this point, because um, I think fans are gonna. I think fans are not gonna be happy. Fans want 
fans want whole sensors whole sensors please and if they, and if they give it to sensors, us you please. know I'll, I'll review it i'll review them for what they are and i'll be honest about it and i'll and if if it works great that's great but i'm not gonna pull any punches in terms of like well let's see how long this lasts on a wear and tear test you know um because i'm gonna throw this in my yeah, bag dave's, dave's plan on uh uh, tying it to a rope and just dragging it, driving mm -hmm. throughout town, like doing a whole drive with the controller strapped to the back of his car and seeing uh, seeing mm -hmm. if it lives. I'm just joking. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Those guys are super nice and they're super like reasonable to talk to too. So I'm just exactly. hoping. And I'm just hoping feedback. that they. I'm hoping that they do like make that concession. You know what I'm saying? And and maybe they can. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's possible to because I realize they have to keep that price within a certain yeah it's like you know but i mean lower, if other people can lower. do it like if, if gully kit can sell this the gully kit can sell this with all sensors for 50 bucks at target then i just don't understand why it really comes down to that license you're paying money to be able to put that name on your controller and that molds, eats into the budget you know. that eats into the budget but i'm excited to see what they do uh I, they i haven't heard any updates about the uh the the thumbstick controllers as of yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't I don't mind the, the form factor though. That. I don't mind the form factor. I actually a lot of people like a lot of people were just like, hey, it doesn't look like the original prototype that they showed with the big knobby sticks. I didn't like that to begin with. I thought that looked kind of yeah. silly. So I, I like the small sticks. Um I, I'm okay with that because it's because they don't get caught on anything, you know? Uh, they're it nice and good. low like, profile. It, it, yeah, I felt like it conformed pretty well to the so, controller. Yeah, that part I don't mind at all. And the controller felt really good in the hand, and it was uh, just heavy enough. Felt like a quality product. It was just like that. That was yeah, that one thing. I think it was like yeah, it was like a. And the thing is that we don't know if that might. Cause we were able to test it on like an actual CRT. Mm hmm. Oh, we yeah, weren't. Maybe, no, yeah, we, we tested on an LCD. Because yeah, maybe if you tr maybe if you try it on the C the same environment that you did, maybe it won't be perceivably different and that's the thing though is that we kind of yeah we're at the mercy of it because you know we can't, what you're like... right we were testing it on whatever that capture method whatever that uh it was like the crappiest like um pound cable or something like that right it was kind of like a pound cable yeah plugged into like a tablet yeah into a tablet okay yeah you know what like yeah so it's not fair for me to i, I we did the best that we could on the show floor and um and my takeaway was positive. My takeaway ultimately my takeaway was positive. Like I could I could play knights like this. I could play croc like this. It's it works. But yeah, again, honestly, we should uh we should take a take a retro tank and ha not have me give it to the event staff for a competition and just plug into like a, a like plug it into like a a great uh, uh whatever display they have there and mm -hmm. just try it on there and see like where the you know the bullet meets the bone. I will Step say in the twilight zone. There is a, uh, there is like, uh, you could see, uh, Sagata. Oh, logo on it. You see Sagata on there? I guess yeah, he's not, that... he's not making it into the final revision, which is kind of a bummer. But, oh, well. I mean, that uh, makes sense. I guess, yeah. Probably, it makes... probably need to get imaging you, rights to that. You just want to be, they just, he wants to be as safe as possible. And I totally, but then I wonder then, does that mean that the Saturn logo on the back is going to go too? I don't know. I mean, you should, you should ask him. I don't I'm jealous though. Now you have I'm, a limited edition copy. I know, of that. <laughs> I know, right? And it's a different color too, because it turns out he's going with. Uh, he decided to go with like the smoke gray, the 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 dark smoke, which actually honestly looks really cool. Um, but yeah, so this is just the clear, right? You can see it right here. That's yeah. The, I'm, that's I'm gonna the message show. Bob and see. I'm gonna message Bob and see if he can. Uh, 
if he has any more. Uh, no, if if he get matches the guy and I just pay him directly and he sends me the limited edition copy. There you go. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yo, I love this. Can I get another? I love the one Dave had. Is there? Well, actually, I was gonna do. I was it? gonna say. I was gonna message Bob and say, hey, I think this turned out to be a lot better than we thought. You, I think Pat wants to mess around with one. Yeah, too. do that. Just be, just be, <laughs> just be like, hey, d like say he'll pay for it. I just want that cool Sagata on there. So yeah, that's um, all I want. Like if so, if they can hook me up with that, I'll pay him the money. I have the money. There's no money issues. Per se, so hey guys, I'll play this without audio. Audio here. Uh, let's see here. I wasn't gonna do this, but just so you guys see, or you you could just check out this video. But right now, like, it's pretty good. Like, it's pretty good. It it's hard for me to tell. It's gonna. It's hard for me to tell right now. All right, it, yeah. uh, that there's any analog latency here, um, and I'm gonna have to use the other one side by side to be able to tell it's that close. Um, yeah, there's something that the the thing about the you know what's you know what's funny with this? Me? I didn't even notice I didn't even notice uh I didn't even notice any kind of like weirdness where it's like using the analog as digital input or, or something like night was it like there's the paraloops feel just as good. You know, they feel just as tight. It's so weird. Like it really does I don't cuz it's interpreting the data differently, right? This this 3D control pad has some kind of proprietary circuitry in it. That's what Kenji Tosaki explained to us. He said it has its own little chip on there. And that is responsible for outputting in your input as like a complicated curve. I'm a, I'm a complete idiot, but I'm just saying repeating. I, th I think the terminology is outputting Ds. I'm repeating what he said, you know, so directly from the horse's no, mouth. D's essentially, he had to no. work really hard on that to, to get it just perfect. And so in that way, it's fundamentally different. And this could never or any controller you throw at this that has analog sensor could never completely uh, recreate that one to one. Right. But uh, this feels really good for what it is. I don't know how how it's working, but it's working great. So that is all I'm. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy and I know it. Let's play it. Uh so yeah. Baby. What else? Oh yeah, I uploaded a another thing from the archive, Tom Kalinsky interview. Um I think Tom I used <laughs> I think I used auto a silence truncation <laughs> on when I was editing it and it kind of messed it up a little bit. So I might have to re-upload the I might have to redo it and re-upload it to our podcast feed. Because every once in a while, Tom will be talking and like cut off the end of his sentence or something like that. Because we we had a really crappy connection. This was the Uplink, uh, this was the Uplink yeah. Expo, and we were using their proprietary streaming soft, like their proprietary video conferencing software. And oh my God, was it buggy? Not no, it wasn't it that we used Google and we streamed that into OBS. And we connected oh, to their thing, right? Was it like we used Google Meet, but then we streamed that into? Yeah, they insisted on us sending. They insisted on us using some very specific software. Yeah, it was like Google Meet, and then I had to edit it, like post in OBS, and it was just a mess. It was a mess, and Pat was like, like frantically trying to like fix everything while we were doing it. Because it crashes, it. yeah, and then it just reorientates yeah. the entire video. Oh my and god! And put everyone's name back around, so you see halfway through the live stream. A bunch of names going back in position because we crash halfway through it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was a great interview, though. We did get some insights. Some of the questions kind of fell flat because 
he was under NDA still, couldn't talk about certain things, but I mean, for yeah, the most part... the Michael Jackson thing still makes me sad. I definitely, I asked a question that kind of he got upset about. He's like, look, buddy, we made money. <laughs> we made some serious money for Sega. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Like I just I, I I was like asking so like when did your when did when did you plan on finally making a payout you know from from that long game you know uh, and you know he took that question kind of but I he took it a little personally I think but uh but honestly I'm glad that he was very passionate in this interview like we we I may have ruffled his feathers a little bit but you know my friend Mel said don't blow this one you know go in there and ask him some hard hitting questions you know. And so I did, and and uh, you could even tell, like, he kind of raises his voice at me, and he's like, look, we made Sega a buttload of money or something like that, you know? To be fair, so, he, 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 was, he was probably the most intimidating interview we've done, but, yeah, I mean, he was nice at the end of the day, but, I mean, like, he answered it like, I mean, like, he shut me down completely with the, with the oh, Michael yeah. Jackson one, so it's he like, just did, yeah. you shouldn't feel bad, but, like, he, he was... Like and then, and then you asked him about RPG. Interview. You asked him about RPGs, and he's like, uh, "As far as I remember, we had RPGs on the Saturn," uh, and that was like all he wanted to comment about it. But, but honestly, you know, yeah, like there were there were some other really good questions that kind of uh, yielded, you know, yielded. Uh, in, hey, new, John, five. New it's insights. new. He hasn't listened to it before, so. It's a good one. It's a good one. I need. I just. I think I need to like re-edit the audio just so it's a little cleaner, but. Either way, we wanted to dig it out because I noticed I'm looking at some of these old interviews. I'm like, a lot of people didn't really, a lot of people missed this, you know, didn't even know that we did it. So I figured put it out in the archive and that way folks could experience it if they wanted to. Um, I'm surprised you, I, I didn't remember there was much editing before when we released it. Was it, was there a lot of stuff for the original one? Because I remember we put it up The originally. original one, there was a ton of vamping. You know, there was a ton of vamping where before he got there, then when he got there, there was a bunch of, uh, you know, there was a bunch of technical difficulties, a bunch of stuff okay. that wouldn't, wouldn't really make sense if you were just listening to an audio version of it. You'd be like, what's going on here? So I just wanted to, like, cut out the actual interview portion and put it up as a as an archive interview. Okay, that's fair. And that way, if, if somebody uh, who's writing an article or doing a YouTube video or something, they want to reach out to us and say, hey, there's a soundbite from this interview that reveals a certain insight. We would like to use it. And we could be like, there okay, a thousand yeah, bucks per no, soundbite. No, just permission. You know, like, a ask permission and we're totally fine with it. Just don't yoink it and don't give credit or whatever, you know. Um, Croc HD. I was, I was in a joke. I was in a joke. I was, like, I was like, that pandemonium guy likes doing that. It gives us no credit when he takes the interview. And I was like, oh, wait, we produce him. Never mind. So we had uh, we I'm had playing. a lot of Gex on our on our most recent podcast. Hot Gex, hot, 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 hot steamy Gex. Gex, and then uh, and so Gex, and, and of course you know uh, Scott the Waz gave Gex a lot of uh, attention in recent years, and then you had of course uh, Bug. He made it really Gexy to talk about it. Nick made an awesome Bug video, so Bug got some attention. Well, now it's Croc's turn, uh, and I think Dan Thrax can lead off this uh, article that he put up on our website. Sure. Is it, a croc, is it a croc of uh, something else? It's a croc Dan, of something, it... but it's, it's a good Tell croc. Can I read it? Um, so croc, which is one of the only 3D platformers to grace the Saturn library, uh, is coming to modern platforms, according to one of its original executive producers, Jez San. That's right. Who tweeted out uh, earlier this week on Tuesday that um, it, uh, he has news. It's a little premature to announce it. But a Croc HD has started early development. 
Um, and, and then that, everybody uh, announces it. <laughs> yeah. But he uh, kind of freaked out. Um, so he was, he tweeted this out because he was replying to a, uh, a writer for um, a retro gaming website called Time Extension. Um, and they, uh, that, that writer, uh, James Bachelor, um, I think he's also at, uh, another website. I can't remember off the top of my head, but, uh, so he wrote a story, um, in which he interviewed the lead designer of Croc, Nick Cussworth. And it's a good interview. Um, it's a good article. Um, everybody should check it out. Um, props to him. He had, he had some interesting stuff. He mentions the Sega Saturn a few times in there and kind of talks about the, the the development process that they went through and um it's pretty cool uh and so he tweeted out his own article uh by saying now to campaign for a crack remaster and mm-hmm. um you know he he, he kind of seemed maybe a little facetious but uh even if he was um the uh, one of the two executive producers of Croc, and um, he is also the founder of Argonaut Software, the developer of Croc. Uh, Just Sand took the opportunity to um, say to him, hey, so yeah, about that, uh, <laughs> where we are working on a Croc HD. Um, I like it. And then there's some drama. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a little bit of drama. I mean, I don't know how much, but I thought it was worth pointing out that um, the character designer of Croc, uh, who's named Simon Keating, um, he actually made his way to this Twitter thread, and he said, uh, who's making it? As in, like, who's developing the Croc HD? He said, I'm the original character designer, and I wasn't invited to the party. So, and there's been no reply to him since, so it's kind of sad. Uh, I don't know if they feel like they don't need him because the character is designed, so and the the company has their own artists. I don't know. Right. Would say, I mean, no offense oh. to him. I mean, obviously, if there's something he can contribute, but I mean, like, like what is there a design more of? Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Maybe he just. I don't mean to be rude, but like to the loop and and told about it. I don't know. He apparently has not been. Um, but well, I it was, was premature to announce, right? I mean, he shouldn't have said. Jez shouldn't, shouldn't have said anything, honestly. If he didn't, because that's the way the internet works, right? You don't you don't preface something by saying this is a little premature. Right. <laughs> but here it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his questions like asking, like when they do a Star Fox, when they did Star Fox two releases, like, oh, what was I informed about this? I worked on the character back then. Right. And it's like, and it's like, there's nothing nothing wrong with that, but it's like. Unless I'm wrong, like if he wants to come on and correct me, I'm more than welcome to talk to him about it. Maybe there's something we're missing, but it seems like there's a missing context there that may, that needs to be resolved or like filled in. Maybe for an HD remake, you would need to kind of redesign the character with a bit more detail. Because again, like the original yeah. Croc design was fairly simple to translate to low poly design. Yeah. So maybe. You know, maybe he would want to come in and kind of like help boot, you know, give it an HD, you know, treatment uh, in terms of, yeah, give it, give, maybe give him more scales, maybe give him, I don't know. So I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but I know. Yeah. And like I said, we don't know like what, like original character designer is very vague. It's like, are you initial character designer or are you like, you know, doing storyboard? No. Like he designed how crack looks. Mm -hmm. He was like as one of the two character designers in the credits for crack legend of the gobos so mm-hmm. right right yeah 
Yeah, and, and apparently what what is kind of interesting, I like this one person on Twitter asked, so who owns the intellectual property of Croc? Because it was originally, uh, you know, it was developed by Argonaut Software, but published by Fox when Fox used to be in game publishing. Right. And Jez San uh, actually replied simply, I do. So I guess hmm. when Argonaut Software went uh, out of business, I think around 2006 or so, uh, I guess he retained that intellectual property. Fox doesn't have it. Hmm. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, he'd probably get that, but I doubt he's ever going to get Star Fox ever. Uh, sure. I mean, that's Nintendo. Right. Yeah. I'm sure maybe sign a contract. And they were all working in Nintendo's offices in Japan on that. So, yeah, like, it's kind of Thailand Nintendo dude. game. Yeah, well, super also, game. yeah, like Miyamoto had his hand in that. And uh, with the character, like like Argonaut yeah. was Argonaut was responsible for the technology, so like, but it was really like Miyamoto's idea, going through the arches, yeah, in, in, uh, to the temple and stuff like that, and yeah. So there was a, there's a lot there that is Nintendo proprietary Nintendo. But uh, the funny thing about Croc was that they were designing what was supposed to be a Yoshi game, right? And then Nintendo was just kind of like, yeah, we don't need that anymore. So then they went off and they made their own game. So Croc really is like their own thing, but it's kind of crazy. Similar, it yeah. shares a kind of a similar background then to uh, to Bug, where uh, you know, real time as the Tiger team, we're like, yeah, this is gonna be supposed to be a Sonic game, and then they're like, actually, no, thank no. you, <laughs> no thanks, we don't want an American company uh, designing a Sonic game. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much the story. Uh, there isn't too much more to it right now. I mean, here's the thing. With him making this premature announcement, we don't know what Croc HD really means. Are they right. just going you know, have it run, have the PS1 version or the P original PC version or even the Saturn one run on an emulator and they just upscale to HD? Or right. are they full-on remaking the thing and they're gonna just you know have a whole bunch of tweaks across the board from the way he moves to the level design to whatever else he literally uses croc you know. hd in quotations right. you know so it's like that's you couldn't get any more obscure than that yeah like you know? well, if you're calling it croc hd like that kind of feels like okay it's just the original game and now it's at a higher resolution you know maybe there's some anti-aliasing going on and whatnot and like it, it makes it sound like it's more of a, an HD remaster and less of a. Whoa! Somebody got a tattoo of Croc. What the hell? Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Quite the tattoo. Wow, uh, that's that's a dedication right there. Imagine it's like you have to explain that like every single time. Oh yeah, it's a game that was supposed to, was on Saturn, but it was supposed to be a Yoshi game. It's like a whole conversation piece right there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So yeah, there's still a lot left to be revealed about this thing. Uh, we have no idea. When it'll even be ready, he said it's early, so it's an early development. So I mean, it might be still a couple of years away. So a lot more details to find out. So we'll have to see. Yeah, and that would make sense why he wouldn't reach out to the character designer if it's just like a oh, it's just like upscale. It's like upscaled or HD upscaled with like the like 720p and stuff like that. So it wouldn't make sense if they didn't reach out to a character designer because it's like why would they? Why would we need that if we're just upscaling that? To... Yeah, you probably didn't think. Needed to let everyone who worked on the game 30 or 25 years ago know about this, you know, project. You know, he's the intellectual property owner, and everybody else is probably split off to the four winds of the earth, and they have their own things going on. So he's like, yeah, who would care? I'm gonna do exactly. that. Exactly. It, it, I mean, I mean, it's 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 not like a legal requirement, but it'd be nice. But like, 
Yeah, he owns it, so he could be like, yeah, I'm just going to redo it with entirely different staff. So voice actors, everybody. Back in 2020, he uh, he tweeted, one day I'll, I'd like to remake it. I'll get inbound all the time. I get inbound all the time from folks who want to do it. One day. And that was yep. 2020, so. We must have found something. <laughs> yes. uh, do you think Robert Cuthbert's going to be, uh, what's it, Cuthbert's going to be working on this at all? Uh, and was it Andrew Cuthbert? I thought his name was the guy that did Star Fox. Sure, yeah. Uh, you're going to be involved yeah, in some capacity. I do not know. He was like the genius behind a lot of like the baseball and like a lot of their 3D stuff, right? I I don't remember if he if he had any involvement with us with a uh, Croc though. Yeah, I don't either. I just I know that Maybe he was he his name been. was like synonymous with uh, Argonaut. What yeah, is so this? I, I assume he would want to be part of it. Uh, what? It's probably some like uh, some. Tell me it looks like thing. this. Some, yeah, some fan render or something like that. Some Unreal thing, yeah. Unreal, yeah. Croc running in Unreal. <laughs> okay, so anyway, that was that was good. Um, thank you for that, Dan. Um, sure. I am excited. I, I am a fan of Croc, despite its, uh, you know, admittedly bad controls. Uh, they're, they're really rough. And then, of course, the Saturn version... It doesn't help that the camera is panned or is zoomed uh, quite a bit in. I would say it's about 25% more zoomed in than the PlayStation version, and that's probably just to keep it from rendering too much so the frame rate doesn't drop. That's my theory, at least. It kind of, by zooming it in there, you're, you're rendering less polygons. Um, yeah, my thing is I don't think there's going to be a good win, win with the control style, so it's either they go with the... If they go with the original, it's going to be like, oh, these controls suck, this is garbage, it's early... Or if they like do a whole like you know revamp of the controls to make it more like a a modern day platformer, it's gonna be like oh it's just a generic platformer, character platformer game. Mm. Something uh, they can really uh, win with that one. By the way, uh, I looked up the credits for Crack again real quick here, and uh, Dylan Cuthbert's name Dylan is Cuthbert. No uh, yeah, but I, I imagine that's probably because he was probably busy working on Star Fox at the same time this game was being made. They both came out the same year, nineteen ninety seven. Really? What? The original Star? Oh, Star, oh, Fox, Star Fox was 92. Star oh, Fox sorry. 64. Yeah, Star Fox 64. Or Star Fox 2. Well, he was really busy on Star Fox 2, which got canceled but became Star Fox 64. Like, a lot of the elements got pushed over to yeah. Star Fox 64. So, yeah, he was probably deep into that. Um, yes, yeah. well, anyway, he doesn't appear in the credits uh, of Crack, so I don't know what he was doing, but it wasn't this game. I'll yeah, tell you he this, though, Pat. To, to your point, uh, about you know how well it'll do, I will mm -hmm. say that cr one of the things that Croc has going for it in Spades is personality, you know, and like uh, identity. Like it ha it has like a mm -hmm. there's a there's like, like a cult following. Like people really like this game. They really resonated with it back in the day. As far as it's not a Mar it's not Mario sixty four. You know, it can't touch Mario sixty four as far as like how good that game is. They got it. They got everything so right about it first mm -hmm. time. You know, that's the that's the wonderful thing about Mario sixty four is like no patches needed it just was so good right off the bat uh, of course you even know did have a patch yeah so well subsequently <laughs> the fan community has patched the heck out of it and even made it a better game but i mean oh no i meant like the the, the other version of it that was released in japan where they actually patched it right okay sorry fine i'll eat my words but the point is the game was like 
just so per almost so perfect yeah. out, out of the gate uh you had things like bubsy 3d trying so hard you had bug trying their own you know quad scroll thing but like mario 64 hardly anything can touch that but croc came close and and again it uh it had a lot of personality i think that's what makes people still want to go back to it even as rough as it is like on the saturn it's just fun it, it's colorful it has its own unique characters it, it it's cool i think there's enough I definitely think that, there, that there's enough there to kind of make it a successful platformer if they really release it. And by successful, I mean they'll make a return on it. You know, uh, they they'll they'll make their money back at least. You know, the, the, wasn't that saying that like Croc sold better than so many other like uh, platformers at the time? It it I forgot what sold, the article was. Yeah, but it's, it's like it sold better than sold better than Burning Rangers. It sold better than it sold better than a lot of stuff to be honest with you. You know? I could have sworn there was like something big, like it was like a big game. Like I think was it Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, I think Crash. it sold better then. Did it really? Yeah, or at least about as well. I mean, it was multi-platform though. Crash Bandicoot was tied to the PlayStation, and and Croc had the advantage of being PC, PlayStation, and Saturn. So if they're if they're counting all the platforms, then maybe that's why. Um, Gex sold incredibly well as well, just because it was multi-platform. And again, a green dude. So you had Gex and Bug and Croc, and they're all green, and they all sold pretty well, actually. Bug sold pretty well. And yet they, they have been doomed to the the yeah. uh, the, the room, realm of uh, green realm mask. of uh, never being released ever Yeah. again. Found and word. being locked to the consoles. I don't think Gex... I don't think any of those titles actually got a re-release on anything else besides their original consoles. I found well, where like... Dilbert was uh, in the time that Crocker was being made. He was working for Sony Computer Entertainment, making the third-person shooter Blasto, which was Blasto. released in 1998. Yeah, he was the like lead programmer. Blasto was kind of fun. What are you talking you about? You want to hear something really sad though? <laughs> what? That was like one of Phil Hartman's last games. Oh, really? Or last last things he worked on before he got killed. Yeah, I remember R. playing R. the demo Phil of Hartman. that. Has there just been no comments in in the YouTube thing? Or is my There's phone? There's been a bunch. There's been a bunch. Okay. okay. So so then the phones I'm... have uh, the phones been having issue updating. I like oh, doing okay. the live stream. I didn't get any updates. Oh like, my god! It just so many people have been commenting, and I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. The YouTube the YouTube mobile app is absolute garbage. Oh my god! I'm sorry, everybody. Scotty Mo is here. Julian, my chat. Like I seriously thought this was like one of the worst streams ever. <laughs> Because no, I was like, nobody's commenting. <laughs> oh my god, Shadow's here, of course, and Blue Moon, and uh, everybody. The C whole gang, the whole gang is here. King Gidra, um, Cerulean. SK boy shouts out. Sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, that, shouts. That Mike, Mike Garcia. Uh, no, I just like I don't hate you guys. I just didn't know you were there. It was my his phone lied to, to me. Already. My phone lied to me. Have you guys played this Dreamcast game? Psych the psych the the psycho I'm Dreamcast just kidding. It's game? not you look at the swirl right there and then it says gaga. Oh okay. Oh, oh, gaga. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a this this is uh out of left field for me. Even as a Saturn fan, I don't I, I, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of the, it. The only Psychotron I know is that Megadeth on their countdown to extinction, their last song on their album. I think it's last or second to last is called Psychotron. Mm hmm It's a pretty decent song. It's kind of a throwaway that they did for that. It's like not a sub or call it Psychotron. Basically, it's a pretty good song. This is a 95 Japan only port of a 94 American PC FMV game that I didn't even hear about. That that's I really even... common that they do. Yeah, they do, right? Where's and uh, doing that? That's hey, so you know what? That 
there's a tailor-made uh somebody go take the pc game and yoink all of the text out of it and hack it into this game and you've got a translation right could take all the audio from the pc from the fmv there you go use uh use uh use trekkie's muxer you know uh so anyway in-game text and original english voices were translated dubbed meaning the language barrier is strong a cia agent your job is to locate a lost psychotronic device you point and click investigate and talk to people watch the subsequent video clicks it's a point and click them up your choices affect how the game unfolds the fmv window is quite small and the video is pixelated it, uh, this one's for hardcore 90s FMV fans. Kind of reminds me of like the Carmen Sandiego games, you know? This is your mission. She's. Uh, God, I love those games. Those games were fun back in the day, right? Is it, it stand by for Fiber Link? Secure Link. Secure Line. Oh, what you, Fiber Link. Um, fiber is going to your butt. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard of this one. I mean, you think you'd, you'd think that we would have heard of everything by now, but again. That's when, the thing with the Saturn, though, dude. Yeah, so, like, when I've... I mean, I've watched so many videos that are, like, every game on the Saturn, right? And somehow this one slipped by me. Maybe it was because of all the Japanese text. Maybe if I was looking at a redump list, it was, like, the title was in complete Japanese and I had no idea what it was. But seriously, like, I can't believe that I'm still finding out about games that I didn't know about. Uh, Prisoner of Ice, that was another one where I was like, what? That got a Saturn release? Wow, that's crazy. So uh, I'm not going to be surprised if we have some FMBs like "Don't Fear the Reaper" dropping. Yeah, yeah, great song. Do 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 Yeah, they did a they did a they did actually a game with Christopher Walken. More cowbell. That's a PC. Yeah, he actually was in a game called "Don't Fear the Reaper" on PC. That's a FMV game. Yeah, it's really weird, and it's also called that, and it has Christopher Walken in it. Really, I wonder if it's because of that or just so coincidental that they did that. Yeah, I don't know. They even uh, use that song in the game, so like somebody somebody figure that out, <laughs> I guess. Oh my god. So Chris yeah, Walken. who's who's going to do this? Who's it? So maybe after uh oh uh oh there was an update to uh wasn't there an update to that other game and we didn't have it that's okay, yeah, that's right. JB Harold, yeah. JB Harold. Dan uh Dan did uh, notify us of that in the website discussion and it, just we none, none of us were bad. We were we didn't write it up, but we should talk about it. So yeah, uh JB Harold uh and what's his name? Uh maybe the dude's Arjack, yeah. So Arjack released the first chapter, I guess, was it? Of JB Harold? Uh, he's up to chapter 2. Up that to chapter the- 2. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so there's a prologue and then there are four numbered chapters and mm. he now has translated the prologue and the first two chapters. So he's more than halfway done with the game at this Excellent. point. For about half a year. Excellent. And that is uh the precursor to the Hotel Dusk games. So if you guys are interested in that kind of thing, you like the noir detective vibe thing going on, it's good. Definitely check it out. Uh, you can probably we can down they they can download that on Sega Extreme, yeah. Yeah, it's over at Sega Extreme. Yep, cool. Resources. Excellent, excellent. Go so, play that game if you want a really '90s vibe. Definitely play these games because I think I'm they're a-, a lot of fun. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a, like I really enjoyed playing through uh, playing playing through uh, Death Mask. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's 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 like it gets old after your. Whoa, okay. Return to where is this Shield Group? 
Okay, so it it does kind of get old after a while. Like Shadow Mask is probably more tired of it than anybody, right? Because he worked on that game. But I mean, you know, after you've played through the, the scenario enough, you you just know whatever everything is going to happen, and it's there's no surprise in it, right? But uh, that initial play, movie. the initial playthrough of Death Mask, it, I recommend it for everyone. It's it's like very derivative of Blade Runner in a good way, you know. So it's got the cyberpunk thing going on. I mean. You literally like shoot somebody's head off, right? <laughs> there's in the first five minutes of the, the game. In the first five minutes of the game, it's got a vibe to it for sure. And uh, if you've not played it, highly recommend. It's just once you once you we demoed it so much while they were working on it that by the t- by the end I was like, okay, I need to take a break from this and come back to it in a couple of years where I've forgotten whatever everything that happens, you know. But, yeah, honestly, the thing about FMV games, it's a fun little thing where it's like it's a good once one play. And then mm-hmm. once you played it once, you put it down, like go back to it if you really just want to do more story stuff, you know? Yeah, but the thing about Death Mask, though, is that it's it's kind of like one of those hybrid FMV games, right? Where the FMV is kind of overlaid over the background, right? So there's like yeah. transparency to it. So it, it it's it's more seamless than just playing an FMV, uh, cutting to an FMV or playing an FMV in a window it's more like um uh, kind you're of like a smv yeah and you press right and then it pans to the right you know you see the video and you're walking down a corridor and stuff so it's it's definitely like goes in a long list of like cyberpunk games speaking of cyberpunk games i just played through rise of the dragon the other day on the on the uh, mega sd that you sent on the Dude, mega that sd one. that you sent me rise of the dragon uh the the it's funny the protagonist sounds like Derek 18 <laughs> it sounds like a new yorker you know <laughs> and i was like the whole time i was listening to it, i was like this sounds like Derek. <laughs> would you reckon on a scale one to snatcher where would you put that game five or six snatcher being five a 10 six towards snatcher yeah 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 no, like, that's uh, that's, a, that's a fair display what can what would i put up next to snatcher I don't know. I mean, that it, game is just... It depends, like, games in general or just, like, for story-based games? I'm like talking that, like, for, models. like, I'm talking for... I'm talking about, like, cyberpunk adventures. You know, cyberpunk games. Uh, it's hard. Police Knots. There you go. I would put Police Knots at a 9. If Snatcher's a 10, yeah. Police Knots is a 9. Uh, nine and a half. I don't know. It's up there because it's still Kojima, you right? But, um, yeah, no, Police Knots is an excellent uh, cyberpunk game. There's a lot of really great cyberpunk games, and a ton of them came out in that early and there's 90s. There's a lot of really not good cyberpunk games. There's a ton of terrible cyberpunk games. Uh, there's, one, there's one that came out in 2020 that was pretty bad. Oh, are you talking about read-only memory or what what are you what are you no, talking about memory Rock, it was don't... good right yeah so what are you talking about 2020? i'm talking about the one cyberpunk game that came out in 2020 that has a 77 at the end of oh it. Sh- the one that's actually called cyberpunk yeah. <laughs> i just like comp- i'm i'm thinking about old games here and uh, okay yeah no yeah that one uh that was interesting that, that, i literally got the wrong ending because the game glitched so hard so yeah. that game is on my like crap list for, like, until they redeem themselves that yeah. DLC better be damn good. I swear, that's the last chance I'm going to that game. Oh, but if yeah, you that like, game was if a you huge like, disappointment. I don't know if you like Synthwave, Pat, but I discovered a. I love artist. Synthwave. Okay, check out DreamKid83 on Twitter. Um, he does. Uh, well, I don't think he uses any pronouns, but they do some amazing. Uh, I just some, use they just in case. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. They do yeah, amazing. Safe. Like. Check out their feed because it's not just the band camps. It's not just the completed albums and tracks and stuff like that. It's also like they post to their feed 
um like game music almost like 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 here's the soundtrack to your 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 uh a detective and you're on the docks and you're like about to bust a case wide open you know it's like do 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 he's doing all the synth stuff and everything or here's a like here's that. the soundtrack to your your babysitting uh your little sister and your parent you know in the 80s and stuff like that and you like it's you should just check it out because uh the feed is great and so dream kid 83 uh, excellent synthwave stuff. Uh, uh, speaking of synthwave, I need to shout out Pizza Hotline because the, apparently oh, they yeah. have a concert coming up in the UK that they're doing. So shout out Pizza Hotwave here in the UK. Uh, if you go on their their Twitter, I think they have the info for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Check them out in concert. I would go there myself, but there's a little bit of an issue with that. <laughs> uh, you could probably take a guess what the issue is with that situation. But yeah, uh, if you like Pizza Hotline... Go do that great synth wave. Yeah. Mr. Cyberpunk 77 Bones. Yeah. You know, I got Bone 77 ga- times in that game by glitches, so that's pretty accurate. Now that you sent me the Mega SG, or sorry, Mega SD, <laughs> always confuse those two, I am going to I'm gonna play Snatcher again. Because I'll be the first to admit that I don't, <laughs> own, a, I don't own a legitimate copy. Uh, oh, fake sa- Snatcher fan. Fake Snatcher fan. But, uh, but I've, worry, played I the, I've probably played the game like... 20 times all the way through but i, I it's been I, I i've waited a while you know because i want it to be fresh you know I, I didn't i didn't play it at all last year so i'm looking forward to playing snatcher on the mega sd that you sent me so that's exciting you do a stream of it yeah i should but i'm i suck at streams because i can't give i can't i can't actually do anything from start to finish because of the kids and stuff like that you know like vote yeah you, you're no, you're able you. to do that stuff you you could you could do a gameplay like the whole way through I just can't promise anybody that. It's like too many interruptions. But, um, but yeah, no, I could stream part of it, you know. Uh, so let's 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 uh shout out our patrons. Yeah, yeah? it's getting it's getting damn. Lo- the the uh the the guys of the podcast are gonna be very happy with this. Very very, very long podcast today. So hopefully you guys are gonna gonna be in, you guys are you had a really good fun time listening to this on your commute. Thanks again. Length. Thanks again to Dan for giving us news to talk about. And I appreciate you, Dan. Uh I, I really was Thanks. like super busy this week and uh and then gone the week before. So I do. I need to get my butt in gear and start writing stuff for the site. Uh, well, I appreciate you too, Dave. And you Pat. Yes. And much love to the entire Saturn community. Yes. Much definitely. love. All the lovings. Speaking of, there's a Polish All Saturn. There's a Polish Saturn magazine. I just found that today I learned that uh, yeah. apparently there is a it's called Saturn Extreme. Um and they went they just went all out. They're just like, here, we're just gonna use the Saturn logo and everything. But it's in Poland, so I guess Sega can't really do anything. Not that Sega would, you know. <laughs> um that's Saga. awesome though. That's awesome. Saga, like Saturn. I didn't even think that Saturn did very well in Poland, but they've got a scene and they've got fans. Next I'm expecting to see like a Brazilian Saturn magazine. Um Yeah, no. Uh let's go ahead and read out the patrons. Pat. Already I probably should do that. Uh so shouts out uh Murder of Crows. Somebody actually mentioned K in the chat. Mahalo. So shout yes, out Mahalo. Kay. Um, hello? Is that? I don't know. Um, yeah, Mahalo. Right, uh, gotcha. All right, Emerald Nova, Johannes Fetz, Nate Lawrence, Blue Moon 95, Cerulean, Derek Fredrickson, David Zaney, Derek Pesk, Derek, Derek AKA, AKA A-Team, Fat Drunk Friend Otaku, Jim Clasher Rank, Justin, Momphis, Normal Guy, Newt Rages, 
Robert Ramsey, Rowan Dished, Sega Steve, Stone Man, Tanuki Trev, Theron Brown, Young Money, and Young Money Sawee. If you guys want to get shouted on the live podcast, you can back us at the $10 and up level, and we will shout you out for the live stream and the audio recording. You got some great bonuses being part of our patrons, including uh, having your name in the magazine, so having your name like in the little preview of that, or like in the thank you section. Uh, getting early access to the magazine, being like one of the first buyers for it if you want to get that. Um, uh, things like the, the, the Netlink bundle that we need to get ready and set up. Uh, we keep teasing that, and we still haven't Still haven't put that up. Uh, we need to like uh, crack, crack that out or hopefully getting that ready soon. We're having another PayPal issue, so once we get that sorted, we should be a little faster. Yeah, getting that all set up. Thank well, you again, I, I PayPal. turned in. I yeah, I submitted the I submitted the paperwork, the receipts. Luckily, we only we only have thirteen dollars in there because we actually put into a bank account. So. Check is in the mail. Check is in the mail. <laughs> I actually, yeah, we, I, I, the last order, I just put, put it on my own dime. I was like, there you go. I will ship it out so that we can prove to you that we can ship to customers. I don't know why they do that, you know? Like, we were doing just they fine. They hate us. They hate us, yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know, a bunch of haters, a player hating. But yeah, yeah anyways, uh, but, like, we don't have any other money in the account, so it's all good. It's like, if we lose 13 bucks, I'll right. Who cares? give you, thir- I'll, put, I'll put 13, bu- I'll transfer 13 bucks to the, in my personal account in there. That's literally, that's literally the last guy that bought a magazine. That's what that is, you know? Minus the exactly. fee or whatever, and it's, yeah, so it's like, we can't sorry get it. Sorry for the long wait, dude. Yeah, sorry. No, it's, it, it's out. It went out to him, like, two days ago, so. Or, yeah. 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 But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, early X to that, um. Uh, fan patches, really fan patches for that. We have two awesome ones. On. We have a Super Bomberman fight, and then we have uh, a Terra Fantastica, if you guys want to try that out. It's very, very early, like really, like not even beta, like alpha, alpha uh, translation patches by the amazing Malenko, mm-hmm. amazing sexy Malenko. So thank you very much again, my dude. So there's a lot of benefits to doing that early podcast, early Shiro videos. When we do those, so very a lot of good benefits, and then of course you could buy some shirts. Or uh, do some cool stuff. Center Bomberman fight. I said Center Bomberman fight, didn't I? Uh, you did. Or did I say Super Bomberman oh, fight? Oh, maybe you did. <laughs> Sorry, I meant Saturn Bomberman yeah, fight. Yeah, shouts, uh, shouts to Malenko, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite redheads. <laughs> yeah, He's a ginger, then, uh, a proud ginger. A ginger. But yeah, uh, we're all excited, good benefits. And then, of course, if you don't want to support us... Uh, regularly can support us by buying a shirt or something or you know just sharing us out you know letting people know we exist uh saying hey check out this cool podcast review it on itunes be like these guys these guys that are on the podcast are very pretty very mm-hmm. sexy guys so thank you for doing this podcast for us uh things like that that so, might uh, be a stretch <laughs> pat's like you're just like who what are you talking about speak for yourself no uh <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself, dude. But yeah, no, a Blue Moon 95 said a sim Malenko, what I currently did for Kuro Story and Fight. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Blue Moon 95 is now assisting, so need a shout out with that. So thank you again, Blue Moon 95. Much love. Mm-hmm. Gonna get Once we get that sorted, we're going to put a new patch on there or give me like a storybook like by chapters. And then once, also, I want to I clarify once all the patches are done, like completely done, we will release them. And if to the they get to a point where they're stuck, they're staying there, we'll just release that too for free. So mm-hmm. it's not, we're not holding these hostage. It's just a beta thing. So, yeah. You know, nothing. Dan is wearing Shiro merch right like now. That. Nice. Uh, I guess sent a picture of the shirt 
on the chat if you want, Dan. Well, it's probably the, it, it is right here. It's probably his sweatshirt. How do I how do I do this? Just zoom in on it, just like on the zoom in on Dan's. You need to make sure to zoom in on his face really close up. Oh, wait, it didn't work. It didn't work. Here, hold on a second. You don't have the thing up. No, I know that. I don't have. What are you saying? You make Pat? sure to zoom in on his face. There you go. Everyone could just use their imaginations. There you go. Zoom in on that face. There we go. Mm -hmm. Brother. Sexy. That's not <laughs> the perk. There. Da, 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 da. That, that's, that's, that's what I, that's what I do when I meet Dan. I just like look directly at his chat. Oh, that, that was really bad. I look at the Saturn logo on his shirt. I'm no. very respect, respectful, Dan. Underneath it, I'm also wearing the T-shirt that uh, is kind of—it's kind of like a stylized-looking Japanese Saturn controller. It's pretty cool. I like that one too. And the stream with Dan's uh, face—the <laughs> face of a nation. I'm just gonna edit into the audio podcast. That's great. You won't be able to see it, but his face will be on the stream. Saturn nation. You guys can—you uh, guys can access our podcast, the show, videos on YouTube, magazine, merch, net play. We'll There's a guide. Discord. Uh, guide to get your Saturn online uh, through the website. What else is there? You can also get uh, community Buy a magazine. Uh, we got a lot of community links on here. Uh, oh, you can reach our Discord that way. Yes, I, I became the Discord chat. Got Panda. We got a link to Panda here. Oh my! Uh, my, our, my I'm I'm like right here. I can do a peace sign. See, I have a my little hand sticking through, just doing a peace we've sign. We've also got the, a lot of social links little... and friends, of course. Magazine. And there then, uh, I don't know who oh, else, like, support. You can support that. us with a one-time donation. I don't um, think Dave knows that my thing is not fully on there. Oh, crap. I have a little box. Yeah, no, you're not kidding. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I have a little thing right there. I'm just like, look at I'm a little, little thing. I'm what? just a little boy. What? There we go. I'm back to full stream. Okay. You're full stream now. <laughs> okay, well, we got to go. We got to run full roll stream, credits baby. anyway. It was fun while it lasted. All right. Well, I guess thank you for watching, y'all. And remember, you must play Sega Saturn. And also watch Shadow Master on Twitch doing a game oh, are you thing. Not... So, so wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are huh? you not streaming? Are you not streaming? Nope. Okay. All right. So then I'm going to do this. Uh, check out Shadow Mask on Twitch. Can he drop a link to his Twitch uh, for the no, VHS? No, he's not allowed to. No, no, I was he, joking. Yeah, he, he dropped every, it. I think fine. every Friday he does like a movie night, right? Uh, yeah, Shadow Mask does like a movie night. Movie night. So check out, uh, go watch a movie, get some popcorn, watch a movie with uh, Shadow Mask. I think he streams Batman. VHS. Batman Returns tonight. Yeah, Ooh, I Batman Returns. Bought like a dozen uh, VHS tapes uh, for a total of twenty bucks at a store nearby, and uh, we uh, Bunny and I shipped them out to uh, to Shadow Mask. So Wonderful. this is gonna be. Wonderful. Is that the one with one of the best? Uh... Uh, songs of all time, you know. Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, You're not it, uh, is that the one? That's, it's like there used to be a green tower along on the sea. No, that's Batman Forever. Became... That's Batman oh, okay. Forever. Yeah, Dang. you also had uh, that I one that seal song. It was also a uh, there was also a U two song on there. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I don't remember how it goes, but it, but yeah, there was a seal song and there was a U two song on that soundtrack. Batman Forever two. Or sorry, it was Bat Batman for Batman, Batman Returns. Batman made it worse this time. What was my brain doing right there? Batman Returns. I don't know. I don't remember any of the songs. It was just Danny Elfman, right? Like uh, it was. That like was a Danny, Danny DeVito, actually, right? As well. Well, Danny DeVito, yeah, was the was the was he was, he, was the penguin in that yeah. one? Yeah. 
I keep forgetting. I'm a, I'm, I'm a box sequel. now. Batman Forever 2. No, this time it's it. personal. Oh my god. Uh, speaking of, that game on Saturn is ridiculous. Batman Forever. It's, uh, well, that or in the arcade, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. One you, know, I, you know, I, th- I, thought, I thought the Poison Ivy was really hot in that, uh, in Batman Forever. Poison Ivy's not in, in Batman one. Forever. <laughs> she's in Batman. Poison Ivy's, I swear, I swear to God, she, or is the, no, she's in Batman and Robin, right? Batman and Robin, yeah. Poison Ivy, so pa- Batman Forever, you got Nicole Kidman. As okay. the love interest, and then you have uh, what is it? Uh, you have the uh, <laughs> you have Doctor Robotnik <laughs> is in Batman Forever. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he plays the 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 uh, he plays the Riddler. The, the Riddler. Riddle me this, and then you have uh, you have uh, uh, gosh, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones is great as uh, who's Tommy Lee Jones? Two Face. Two Face. Oh, I forgot he did that. Yeah, he did. All yeah, right. Sorry, the Batman movies like didn't I get them we, all mixed didn't up. Didn't we say goodbye? We were supposed to roll credits already. <laughs> we were like, you must yeah. play Sega Saturn. Yeah, you these must are like watch the, Batman Forever. The, the blooper outtakes. All right, I gotta go. So anyway, we're gonna roll credits now. Peace. <laughs> See ya. Peace.